This podcast is part of the Gunna Geek Network. The Opinion Express may not represent other podcasts or affiliates of Gunna Geek. Check out more podcasts at GunnaGeek.com and get ready because geekiness starts in 3, 2, 1. The Gunna Geek Network presents the latest installment of all things good and nerdy. With your hosts, Naki, Internet is really, really great. Forward. And Chris. So I'm going to say this as nice as I can. You go to hell, sir. You go to hell and you die. <laughs> They're here each week to talk about the latest in nerd news. And sometimes they bring a special guest host along, too. As Magneto once said, Ha ha ha, welcome to die. No pants, all bacon and dick butts. Well, I want to cut you all. <laughs> I'm just going to cut you all. Meat candy. Woohoo! You have boobs. So kick your feet up and relax as you take in the latest crazy episode of All Things Good and Nerdy. And, like, grab my butt? And I didn't, like, he's, like, three years old, so I didn't think anything of it because I'm like, oh, he's just trying to get my attention. But then I saw him, like, go up to my coworker and, like, seriously, like, cup her ass. Like, boom! I'm like, um... Alright, this is no longer just a three-year-old trying to get my attention. Like, this kid is actually cupping asses here. Um, so I go to talk to the mom, and she looks at me and she goes, Oh, yeah, he really likes butts. And I'm like, well, see, the problem with this is that this is not, you know, good touch. we got to talk about the good touch. And she goes, well, he's only three. He's just a boy. I'm like, he's grabbing asses at three years old. Nip that in the bud. So you said the <laughs> good saying, touch. how you doing? Now all I can think <laughs> is that Bloodhound Gang song, The Bad Touch. You I'm and me, running baby, through me. The bad ain't touch. nothing but mammals. No, it's mammals. Uh, mammals. I'm so fucking we, tired. <laughs> we, got, we got in trouble in eighth grade for playing that song at a school dance. I remember this. <laughs> well, yeah, that's not really like an eighth grade or yeah. The math song. teacher runs up there and goes, you can't play this song. They just talked about nuts. And we're like, what? <laughs> Yeah, they played it. That's what I swear to God, they played it at every every school dance, and I went. I went only went to three school dances, but I swear to God, they played it at every single one of them, and I was laughing my ass off every time. Let me uh, let me tell you guys that that is the wrong song to find yourself singing to yourself on the uh, on, on any sort of Chicago public transportation. <laughs> oh yeah, that's it's not a just sort of... public song. Did, did you make get some your... new friends, Ryan? Yeah, you know, I got you know I got my head down. I'm looking at my phone. I'm just you and me. Baby, ain't Oh shit! Uh, <laughs> this isn't my stop, but I'm getting off. Yeah, he's I'll getting off. Well, that's <laughs> Double entendre. <laughs> so, on that creative note, where we've already got a topic, I'd like to end your endo. Oh, we've been we've been on the air for less than two minutes. We've made two masturbation jokes at least already. So, welcome everyone to All Things Been Nerdy, episode ninety-seven. Foxtrot okay. uniform, Charlie Kilo. You're home for uh, masturbation right. jokes on the Gunna Geek Network. <laughs> That's true. Like I said, this is episode 97. We are almost to triple digits. We're getting there Dear soon. God. This is recorded live on Sunday, March 2nd, 2014. A big thanks to anyone who's in the chat room right now that I haven't checked in on. Uh, for those of you listening for the first March. time, don't forget you can watch us live if you go to live.atg and podcast every Sunday at 11 a.m. Central, uh, 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Central. I almost fucked that up. 
Uh, I'm Chris, uh, Naki's with me today, and we have a huge group of guest hosts for you guys, because hey, we like to bring in fresh voices and opinion. Well, not really, these guys are here all the time, so it's not really fresh. <laughs> say, fresh voices? We <laughs> like to bring in the same old, decrepit voices that you've always heard. Indeed. And love. So we, we've got uh, one Anthony Bachman coming back today, now that he has uh, secured his reign as the most number of guest hosting positions on All Things Good and Nerdy. The king is dead. Long live the king. <laughs> <laughs> we have the voice of the Gunna Geek Network, Mr. John D, a.k.a. Wing. Hello. And no, I don't do video in the morning. God, I don't do video in the morning. <laughs> we, we thank you. <laughs> Oh, but Wing, how are we going to pinch that cute little pornum of yours? I'll send you a picture. Are you allowed to say that on the air? (laughs) We can say say whatever we want on the air. And our our, our final guest host for today is the usurped king guest hoster of ATGN, one Ryan. You guys are saying that, like, Anthony took my crown like it's a bad thing. I, I mean, I felt bad for the guy, you know? I like a challenge myself. Um, I just felt it was time, you know... Lewis Black has a very famous bit about how he, you know, he got the Carnegie Hall and he f- tried to figure out what would be the best, like, what's the next step after you get to Carnegie Hall? After you're at the top, what do you do? Then you start back at the bottom. You just, you, you, uh, you go back to that very first shitty club that uh, you you first started performing at, and you just work your way back up. And that's all I'm doing. I'm just, I'm just going around for a second pass. That's a long thing to say. Just so that you missed an integral <laughs> somewhere. Well, what I took Just from saying. this, what I took from this is Ryan considers ATGN to be his shitty little club. Yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> and Carnegie Hall. Ooh, I consider it to be Hall. both. I two sides of the same coin. I'm not sure what's worse, comparing ATGN to Carnegie Hall or trying to compare himself to Lewis Black. <laughs> <laughs> so what's that number that you're all competing about? Num- most guest hosting appearances. Yeah, but what is the number? Oh, I don't you know. I'd have to go back and look. <laughs> I, I think uh, it, I think Anthony has been on like forty nine episodes, and Ryan has been on forty eight. That I don't think that's quite the right number. <laughs> we can pretend like it is. It's close. <laughs> it's close to that. It's probably twenties or thirties. Okay, I, I just I just wanted to put things in perspective because we were count, counting the number of episodes we recorded in the old Legends thing since we started, and we're on four hundred and seventy eight. And this is You're... where John breaks my spirit. <laughs> we're proud because we're about to hit one hundred. John, shut up. <laughs> uh, Damn you, Wing. <laughs> yeah, you know, doesn't count. We have like eight podcasts at some point, and that, for some reason, I get. Keep getting invited on other shows, so you're just too damn good at what you do. <laughs> and, what on, do we... and what I do, and what I do is, ha ha ha, je parle français. Yes. Wing, you and I almost had a show with a former host, and it would have been great. Yeah. Awesome, if it was just me and you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought there would have been some weird music all the time. Yeah. And some yodeling and some awful, awful music. <laughs> so before we move on. And there's a reason why I don't write, read the Green Lantern anymore. <laughs> <laughs> or Batman the Dark Knight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. I, re- I catch the reference now. But before we move on, the Draftsman is in the chat room. He said, good morning to you all, and that three-year-old sounds like a player. <laughs> morning, Draftsman, and... 
That three-year-old is going to give me some trouble. <laughs> oh, shit, where's the chat? I'm not in the chat. And then he has also added in that Lewis Black and Ryan both enjoy scotch and funny women with liberal views. I mean, that is both... true. I mean, he's not wrong. <laughs> we both get really angry. Uh, he just gets angry about, like, you know, relevant social and political issues, and I get really angry, angry when uh, people put their the game cards of the game that we're playing in different facings on top of the deck. So, I mean... It's true. We're oh, my too... God. If you have never tabletop with Ryan, holy shit. <laughs> he becomes the Hulk. <laughs> I like everything you name some meat. I also never play any sort of munchkin game with Ryan. Never. Is that a euphemism or something? <laughs> we can no, say it, that it is. We can say that it's a euphemism. But it's I'm just more, saying. It's both yeah, a literal play with, and a euphemism. Don't play with Ryan's munchkin. Hey, yeah, that's, that's where I was going. Okay. I don't want to be there anymore. Let's move on. Before we go down down this dark and terrible path, let's just roll into our news of the week. News team, assemble! Live from the ATGN studios on uh, the internet, it's the news of the week. News of the week. I love it when people make their own bumps for me. It makes it so much easier to find in editing. <laughs> and I'm going to let Naki go first, just because... I Mine is silly. <laughs> Guys, guess what? I'm so excited, and I'm totally partaking in this right now. Um, the entire series of Pokemon is on Netflix. This is my news of the week. <laughs> because the Poker Rap is on here. And if you don't know the Poker Rap, just... just just if you if you don't know the poker rap, you're probably <laughs> under the age of eighteen. <laughs> well, probably. Or maybe like, over the age of thirty. Just saying. shut up, wing. No. <laughs> you just enjoy it. <laughs> no, cause cause I I turned thirty this year and I know the poker rap. You're probably over the age of forty or fifty if you don't know the poker rap. <laughs> yeah. Actually, actually I'm the age of I'm the age of Jesus. I'm thirty three, and. <laughs> I'm just at the age where we were looking at the people playing Pokemon and be like, huh, let's go smoke cigarettes. See, I I am 28, and I am proud player of Pokemon. Um, I I beat Pokemon X, and now I'm going to steal boyfriend's copy so I can play Pokemon Y. But um, the thing is, is that it's like, (laughs) I'm watching this show now, and it is hysterical. I don't think I found it this funny, but it's so stupid. Because there's, like, there, there's a whole scene where Ash tells Pikachu, hey, we gotta go, you know, we gotta capture all these Pokemon, we gotta get on our way, and they stop to look at a goddamn coconut. Like, <laughs> seriously, like, there's reasons why this show is fucking 16 seasons long, because this is what they do. <laughs> it's, like, equivalent to Dragon Ball Z that would do, like, entire episodes where they sit there just powering up, and you're like, what the hell's going on? Yep. <laughs> But Nike, you know, that I'm sure there is a support group for that. You're gonna be no. okay. You're gonna be okay. <laughs> no, I'm sitting. I'm. I'm seriously. You can. You can look at my TV right now, and Pokemon is on. I don't oh even God. care. <laughs> I am watching Pokemon as we're doing this show. 
That's that's the level of quality that ATGN brings always brings to the table. I'm just right. glad she kept that under ten seconds so that we don't get pulled off of YouTube. <laughs> you couldn't really see it anyways because I have a shitty ass 1985 tube TV because I refuse to upgrade because that still works. Your TV is almost as old as me, and that makes me smile. It is. It's older than me. It's older that than makes me. me sad. <laughs> that is sad. 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 <laughs> I'm just it's happy. Still, I, I'm just happy to have gotten rid of all the tube TVs in my house. <laughs> it's still working. My sister has a TV that's older than me. Hers is from 1984. You know, <laughs> we're just like this. They still work. Why? Why would we get rid of them? <laughs> that's a good part of the divorce. I got, kept the good TV, left her the old ones. <laughs> <laughs> that means you win. Yeah, of course I won. <laughs> well done, I'm single. sir. Come on. So who really wins in this situation? You, obviously. <laughs> Me, obviously, be able, being able to watch porn on a nice TV. Hey, there's nothing wrong with watching porn on this TV. I don't know, guys. You, you just, it takes you back to high school days where you had to like watch it through the fuzzy sometimes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the problem with watching porn on a TV that old is that regardless of how, how recent the porn is, everyone has 70s bush. That's true. <laughs> But you see, there's a problem with oh. porn in HD because you see things you don't want to see. Do you get the pores? <laughs> do you see? Do you see all the scars? <laughs> yeah, you're like, oh. As long oh. as they don't get, they don't get a smell of porn, I'm okay. <laughs> yeah, nobody wants that. Nobody An wants that. Anthony, did we make you snort coffee through your nose? Almost. I knew where Ryan was going with that joke, and I still took a sip. He almost got me. Very close. <laughs> <laughs> this well done, so old. Sir. Everybody on it's got 70s bush. Uh, now I'm sad uh, inside. And great news of the week. So we're, we're doing great. <laughs> Who wants to go next so we can stop talking about 70s bush? <laughs> I'll go next. That's, can that that's be, the wait, show wait, wait, title. Show title can, is 70s Bush this week. 70s Bush. There we can go. We, um, can we make that a new rule in the drinking game that now every time that 70s Bush gets mentioned, <laughs> you have to oh, take a drink? Take a drink. I'll make sure to mark it down. I think uh, I think you guys are definitely going to get a lot more hits with a title like 70s Bush. <laughs> now I'm just trolling for hits, guys. I'll be honest. There you go. Well, that's why you title shows anyways, right? Trolling for hits. That's why we didn't get many hits last week, since it was called My Intense Fear of Being Pregnant, I think. <laughs> I have an intense fear of being pregnant. It's so anybody, intense. Anybody that would be willing to Google that would be afraid to look at it. <laughs> That's true. Well, okay, let's face it. My story from last week was really bad. <laughs> the best name of an episode I found is Left the Body at the Floor. For some reason, this episode still gets, to this day, $400 a month. What? It's been two years. Put the bodies at the floor? Yeah, I think it's because it's a song and yeah. people are yeah, looking for it. Drowning Pool song. Drowning yeah. Pool's gonna get you. Everyone, everyone's assuming that you, uh, that, that you're part of the uh, the Drowning Pool fan cast. Yeah, that is true. Give him a couple weeks, he'll make one. I'm not kidding. That's totally. <laughs> <a thing. laughs> you guys want to be on it? 
Can we record right after this? <laughs> Let's just record. No, them I'm at recording the same time. with you, damn it. <laughs> yes, you're right. You're right. Right after this, we're recording Comic Book Legend at Comic That's Book Legend. That's true. I guess it's on. Network. And then well, after that, the Drowning Pool cast. Since John's getting his plugs in now, let's give him a chance to plug again with his news story. <laughs> that works. I'll pull the picture up for you, sir. So, they call that a news story, I call that a teaser story. So, they teased the cow of the Flash. And I have to say two things. First of all, it's really awesome. And second of all, they put a bumper on his chin. <laughs> well, we knew they were going to do that. It's in the new 52 like that. Yeah. But it really looks like a bumper. I, I, I understand if you <laughs> I run that fast. Well, you don't want to peel off that chin skin. It's so he keeps his chin firmly in the cowl so it doesn't come off accidentally in super speed. I don't know. I got nothing. I think it's to make the actor look like he has a little bit more of a chin because he does look so young. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, it could be. The the only thing for me, and this is going to be a uh, Warner Bros. criticism in general, uh, what's their problem with bright color? I mean, in the last couple of years, Superman is dark, The Flash is dark, Greenland, Green Arrow is dark. I mean... well, It's I, called Nolan's Batman effect. Yeah, well, there's yeah. that. And I think this is taking its cue from Arrow because of the same costume designer where Arrow's costume is much more muted greens and things like that. So it's really in that, it's like in that he's darker like world. He is 13. He's a young oh, he is 13? Dude. Well, he's not that oh, young okay. in real life, but he, Grant Gustin's pretty... He looks pretty young as Barry Allen. The other thing to, to look at in the suit, uh, if you pay attention at the fabric, it looks like the mask of the Green Arrow, basically. So maybe there's that reference when you... He talked about uh, experimenting with materials and stuff like that for yeah, his I mean, suit. Yeah, that, that would make sense that he would make a costume out of that same material then. Yeah, Ooh, so they're already putting breadcrumbs maybe for the show. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, they are shooting this week. Yes, because they've been tweeting about the fact they're doing table reads and things like that. And uh, John Wesley Shipp, who was the Flash in the original TV series, is in the first episode and had uh, just said he finished his part and was going home that he filmed it with it. They never said what his part is. There's rumor that there's going to be Central City as well in in the the pilot. Do you think we may have uh, Jay Garrick? That's what I was starting to think is they might do Jay Garrick, which would be really cool. Oh, that, that would be such a great homage, like such a great little nod. I mean, it's the same group that does Arrow that's doing The Flash, and if you watch Arrow, it's full of little call-outs and shout-outs to other DC mythos. So it would not surprise me one bit if they made a him Jay Garrick. So I'm really excited, and if you are as excited as we are, you can join me and Chris on the Starling Tribune every other week that where they put an episode, and if, if they don't put an episode, we're recapping Season 1, which is kind of awesome, with Stargate Pioneer on the Gunna Geek Network, of course. Where can we find that, John? <laughs> At StarlingTribune.com on the Gunna Geek Network.com. <laughs> I just want to make sure you let everyone know. I want to make sure that everybody's able to find it. You can you can just type official Arrow podcast on Google and you'll find it because we are the official Arrow podcast of the Gunna Geek Network. I'm glad we added that of the Gunna Geek Network at the end. <laughs> Keep ourselves out of legal trouble. <laughs> yep. It works. You know, if if they they could actually come to you at some point and be like, hey, do you want to be the official podcast? And you could be all like, yes, yes, I do. Here's no, my, they, they you, like you another show. Checks. They like another show called Quiver, which does not sound very good audio-wise. We've determined Sexy. after listening. 
just we just need to be able to make ourselves known by the people who listen to Quiver and then sneak our way in. All I want them is have a paper called the Starling Tribune in the show. That's all I'm asking. Yes. I would think that's a porn podcast. Quiver? Yeah. But they keep the arrows in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Is that like a fanfic podcast? Are they like putting them together? Maybe we should like, talk to the, the people of the, the U.S. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, we missed a bunch of comments in the chat room, guys. I'll go back and cover them. Um, Draftsman, going back to our porn comments in HD, goes, the magic and mystery of porn is so lost on HD. <laughs> yep. And then uh, Stephen has also added in, thanks, auto-tweet, for making me also have a fear of being pregnant. <laughs> this is, since he auto-tweets everything that goes out on the Gunna Geek feed, it, there was a tweet from Stephen that says, my intense fear of being pregnant, and a link. <laughs> <laughs> so perhaps that's how we name the show from now on is to make Steven say random things on YouTube. Nice. Oh yeah. I like it. That's true because his his Twitter account just retweets stuff. Oh, we can make Steven say so many crazy things. It's true. Yes. <laughs> Thanks, see. Mr. President. <laughs> Going back to the chat room uh, on the uh, picture of uh, Barry Allen, Chris Hansen said the chin straps make you faster. He goes, I'm just glad it's not a jacket or a hoodie. Because... It kind of looks like Jay Leno. Oh. <laughs> well, Sorry. And then Stephen has added for you, Naki, in regards to Quiver being a porn uh, podcast name. He goes, no, no, it's Quiver, not Queefer, Naki. <laughs> and then uh, Ryan in the chat room has added in, a Quiver is where you store your shaft. There you go. Well, yeah. <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't figure a good way to work that into the conversation. <laughs> well, that's a good way to do it, because we'll pretty much read whatever's in the chat. There you go. <laughs> oh, dear. I lost my train of thought. Who, who wanted to go next on news? I'll go next. Excellent. Um, so, uh, as you guys know by, by this point, uh, I'm a huge fan of tabletop gaming, and Kickstarter is also a huge fan of tabletop gaming. They've had some some really uh, um, uh, successful campaigns uh, over the last uh, year, especially. Um, there's one going on right now called Dreadball Extreme, which is uh, basically science fiction football, but the extreme part of it is that it's street street ball. So like all the rules are out the window, and there's a lot of blood and, and death and all the, the wonderful violence that you'd expect out of uh, any sort of illicit uh, gambling-oriented sports franchise. Um, the so big blood news ball. About... What's that? So blood ball. Yeah, basically it's it's the science fiction version of Blood Bowl. Since uh, Games Workshop doesn't ever support any of their secondary games like Blood Bowl anymore, um, several companies have decided to step up and be like, well, we can make sports games involving miniatures on the tabletop. Uh, let's do it, because there's, a, there's definitely a market there that isn't being fulfilled by the people who first created it. I'm going to buy that game right away. I love Blood Bowl, but as you said, the game is just getting old. Yeah, yeah. Well, this uh, this Dreadball Extreme Kickstarter is a great way to to get kind of that same that same feel. Um, and they've got some really great pledge levels. The company behind it is called Mantic Games. Um, they're another UK-based miniatures company. They have had uh, several incredibly successful Kickstarters, and it's really cool to see these companies using Kickstarter. Um, the way they're using it, because you know, any most of these these game publishers could just publish this game by itself, but by leveraging Kickstarter and getting all of the extra funds that uh, that Kickstarter allows them, 
they can come up with new stretch goals, new products. They can help. Uh, they can let the the fan base who's going to be buying the game help guide the direction that the game's going to go in. Thus, you know, ensuring that everyone's getting a satisfying experience out of it. Um, they had a pledge goal of $100,000. They are currently at $365,000 with 14 days left to go. Wow. And every every stretch goal they hit is just adding something new and interesting. The um, the basic pledge level you can pledge at um, is 100. The, the one that starts getting you stretch goals is 100 bucks. And for that 100 bucks, you're getting something like 50 miniatures right out of the box, as well as uh, a digitally supported rulebook. Um, you know, one of those cool PDFs that's all tricked out with links and, and mouse overs and stuff like that. You're getting like custom dice and counters and boards and expansion packs that are already included. It's it's pretty crazy and interesting. Um, and it's just indicative of how the, the tabletop gaming market has um, really sort of grabbed on the Kickstarter and is using it to do a lot of cool and interesting things. That's interesting. Chris, you should write something for the Gunna Geek Network about that and let all of our fans know about this amazing product. Well, I'm probably going to do a, uh, a this this week for... For Tabletop Tuesday on GunnaGeek.com, I'm going to be putting up a, a little Kickstarter roundup of several interesting projects that are either currently funding, are going to be coming up on Kickstarter soon, or that have recently funded, and just kind of talk about what they did that's interesting and what makes them, um, what made them so successful, and what I'm looking forward to with the ones that are that are still being funded, that sort of thing, because. It's really exciting to be able to peruse Kickstarter and not only find, you know, music, comic books, movies, you know, all the normal stuff you'd, you'd expect to find on Kickstarter, but really great tabletop gaming experiences as well. I'm sorry, Ryan, I, I just called you Chris, didn't I? Was he talking to me? I'm not sure. Chris isn't saying anything. Let me jump in there. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm just so used to podcasts with Chris, I just call everybody Chris. Well, I mean, we both, you know, we both have the beer, we're both bald, it's in glasses, it's very easy to get us confused, I understand. <laughs> we're also yes. both incredibly sexy. Yeah, just ruggedly handsome. Yes. <laughs> they can end right now. What can I say? <laughs> I mean, look, look who's next side to side in camera. Look who's the guy who doesn't have a camera right now. <laughs> I'm just, just saying, I'm the one with the boobs. Okay, can Prove we it. see them? No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Apparently, I'm the one without boobs that can grow hair. Touche. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, uh, did you back pears? A new classic pub game? Have you seen no, that No, no, that one, uh, uh, is that one still funding? Hang on a second. Yeah, it's up until uh, March 14th. I saw yeah, that it on one... there, retweeted it, the wife liked it enough, she told me to back them for uh, three decks. Yeah, I actually, you, your, uh, your tweet that, uh, that you had backed that one was what brought it onto my radar, um, and all I've done so far is, like, I was on the train, and I clicked on the link and clicked the little remind me button so I could look at it later. Um, yeah, it's got until the uh, 14th, so there's, there's time on that one. I yeah, did, it looks uh, like fun. It's a real simple game. Yeah, yeah. It's been and getting I love a lot the of buzz. And... Buy cheap ass games. <laughs> yeah, I love cheap ass games. Cheap ass games does <laughs> a lot of really good stuff. So cheap ass games. Can yeah, we did have recently... come up with a theme song for them? <laughs> Probably. But yeah, they've got ninety-one thousand of their twelve thousand dollar goal. So that thing's more than funded. Oh yeah. <laughs> I like um I just last night I did um back a game that's only got nine hours left. It's a five dollar game called Province by um 
Uh, who was doing this? Um, uh, oh, hey, I was in the La- bar with you when you backed this. Yeah, yeah. This <laughs> is a company called Laboratory out of Seattle, and for five bucks, it it definitely looks like a like like a simple a five dollar simple game, but the uh, components and stuff they have for it look pretty solid for what you're getting. It's basically this little tiny uh, area control worker placement game for two players that just fits in your pocket, and it's. You know, there's a, there's a big trend for micro games, like games you can throw in your purse or your backpack or even your pocket and bring with you places. Um, that's that's another Tabletop Tuesday article you guys might see in the near future is this trend of micro games. Mm, that's but where I was going. <laughs> I used to love my, the miniature uh, magnetic chess set. Oh yeah, yeah. This is this pocket. is the modern equipment with the the like popularity of tabletop gaming being what it is. Um, this is basically the equivalent of those miniature magnetic chess sets um, just popping up all over the place. Nice. So, I'll throw some links up in the uh, in the chat so everyone can see what I'm talking about here. And uh, yeah, for so for province, real quick, it's just worth mentioning that the game costs five dollars. Or you can spend uh, spend ten, fifteen, twenty, or fifty dollars in order to get different uh, multiple copies of the game. Um, they had a five thousand dollar goal. They're at forty four thousand dollars right now. So wow. that's all from five dollar pledges, <laughs> basically. Yeah, for five bucks, I'm willing to try it out. I'm on there right now. So I'm like, oh, huh. <laughs> yeah, what the hell? Five bucks for game. I think, I think good at stealing your money. It's, I think, oh, I think that's kind of what they, what they were going for too. It's just like, oh, five bucks. Everyone can spend five bucks. I didn't even like look at the game. Someone's like, hey, have you seen Province? And I looked it up. I was like, it's five bucks. I'll back it. Like, well, if I'm not five bucks, and you're also a gaming addict. Go. So let's be yeah. fair. Yeah, I had the same problem this week. I went on the on the Bioware website and I'm making that. Commander J- Shepard jacket, oh. five hundred bucks. That's it. Oh, okay. Oh, that's awesome. Then I was like, "Fuck, that was five hundred bucks." The Kickstarter is dangerous. I mean, that's how we found that Kung Fury one that I'm oh. packing. Yeah. Yeah, I have two hundred and thirteen dollars pledged right now on upcoming Kickstarters. Damn. I'm not allowed on Kickstarter. <laughs> I don't. I don't even have that page bookmarked because the last time I went on Kickstarter, I spent almost four hundred dollars. I'm still and waiting. I was like, I don't nice. have this money. <laughs> I know. Uh, I don't know if Ryan backed this one. I'm still waiting for my copy of Galactic Strike Force from uh, Greater Than Games. I uh, I unfortunately had to hold off on that one for for budgetary reasons. Yeah. I'm kicking myself for it, but as soon as it shows up in stores, I'll be grabbing it because everything greater than games does is a solid gold. Uh, so yeah, it far. looked it looked fantastic, <laughs> and it seemed like it would be X-wing like almost. So I decided I had to do it. I yeah. still nice. need to get the Vengeance expansion for Sentinels of the Multiverse. From oh, me too. Me I just too. got the Shattered Timelines one, which is one of the boxes I have yet to open. <laughs> He's going to come, you know, you keep telling Ryan things like this, he's going to show up yep. at your house just to open your board games and put them together and be like, these look awesome. And then he'll put them back in the box and put them on your shelf. So He does know where I live, too, which is yeah. kind of terrifying. You'll you'll wake up one morning and there'll just be a, like a little pile of cellophane and like open baggies and stuff like laying on your chest. And then you'll go and open all of your games and they'll be like nice Plano boxes that have like little organizers and stuff. They're all in, all your bits are in baggies and and, like, and I'll leave a single white rose laying on top, and it's like just in, in like a shadow. Like I will start calling you the tuxedo mask of board games. <laughs> oh jeez, that is probably nice. the worst title I've ever been given. <laughs> the 
tuxedo mask of board games. Right, you enjoy that. That is your new Put name. Put that on a business card. Enjoy it. <laughs> no, Ryan has awesome business cards. He really he. <laughs> He Hang just on, gave me I, one last night. They're they're pretty amazing. <laughs> I think I have one I can show you guys. Um, so I work for a company called Lemonbrat.com. There's my plug, and uh, this is the this is the business card I have for them. Nice. nice. That's not bad. Yeah, I'm pretty I'm pretty happy with it. Actually, I thought my I boss was joking that I'll be taking to Lexington. Ooh, Ooh. very nice. Next Element podcast. I don't have any business cards right now. <laughs> I have four different ones. I have one for science fiction, one for uh, my bakery that closed down, uh, one for One Nerdy Cupcake, which I have not yet renewed, and, <laughs> <laughs> and I have one in the works for ATGN, but I haven't picked out a logo that I like. <laughs> Wait, I didn't even know you still worked for sciencefiction.com. <laughs> uh, technically, I'm still on their payroll. <laughs> When's the last time you posted something on Agnaki? Uh, it has to be over a year ago. I'll say, what year was it? <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. I posted two articles last year. I'm going to look and find out now. This is my goal. So, while I'm doing that, uh, Anthony, you haven't gone with your news yet, have you? Uh, no, I haven't. I just, I'm going to hit two Kickstarters real quick, going off what Ryan was talking about. There's two documentaries that are being made. Um, they've both got enough money to fund, but they're both still worth backing. Uh, March 5th is going to end the Cape Creator, a tribute to Batmaker Bill Finger. Um, just a documentary about the guy who co-created Batman, which sadly a lot of people don't know about. And they've actually been able to um, interview his uh, living family members and stuff. That's a cool one. For 10 bucks. you get a digital copy of the documentary when it's done. And then the other one that is due, uh, deadline is March 7th, is She Makes Comics. It's a Sequart C- Research and Literacy. The guys that did, uh, they did, um, oh, uh, the Grant Morrison documentary, Alan Moore's Talking with Gods, a bunch of them. They're doing one about uh, the history of females in comics, that making comics and reading comics. It's called She Makes Comics. That one, I think it's 20 bucks to get a digital copy and a shout out in the credits. So both of those okay. are definitely worth going and checking out. Uh, my news of the week is I sadly have not been able to get into the Wildstar beta. But I did get a play a couple a couple hours over my buddy. He got invited in for a weekend, so I was able to play a little bit of Wildstar and then got invaded, invited into the beta for um, Elder Scrolls. Played a little bit of that, so now I know which game I'm going with. And it, I already knew it was Wildstar, but now I know for sure it's Wildstar. And they released one of the coolest videos ever for customization, talking about all the stuff that you can customize in the game, you know, Everybody's used to changing your character, changing their outfits, maybe customize a weapon. The new video that, I mean, go on YouTube, watch the whole video. It's hilarious and it's worth watching. But they made it where every weapon past level 15 can be customized. You know, you can change all the looks of your character, the looks of your weaponries. And then they added one thing that I don't think has ever been in a MMO before, and that is mount customization. Well, that's cool. Because everybody wants to have a ramen bowl on their chewable. Oh, and yeah. one of the best Obviously. photos from the video, the Chua's are the little kind of like uh, crazy sci-fi rat version Ewoks of people that just blow shit up, this crazy little race. But one of their mounts is basically like a gerbil or hamster ball, but you're inside of it on like a motorcycle. And so it's a Chua ball. And one of the people for the photos made a custom version of one that has a giant bowl of ramen on top of it with a pair of chopsticks. <laughs> nice. So it's, wow. a, it's a ramen bowl on your chewable. But yeah, like the mounts, like the 
even the creature mounts and because there's hoverboards, there's motorcycles, there's a chewable ball, there's dragon looking things, horse looking things. It's all you know. Wildstar Wild is a sci-fi epic on a different planet called Nexus, and they have you know strange creatures there. But like you can put hats on your creatures, you can put turbo rockets on your hoverboard. The fucking just the mount customization alone is going to be a reason to play this game. Besides the fact that they're doing epic housing, just so many cool things. I can't wait to play Wildstar. It is going to be the funnest MMO in a long damn time. So it's Anthony, like Pokemon. I have I have a question for you. If you put yeah. if you put rocket boosters on your hoverboard, does that mean they can go over water? Uh, actually, on the very first video where they released footage of them on a hoverboard, one of the first things they did was go and find like a little puddle in the game <laughs> and go over it. They're like, look. We can go over water. (laughs) So, yeah, and when you first get the hoverboard, it literally is, it looks like the Barbie hoverboard that Michael Fox, uh, yeah, yeah, that he steals. It's all pink. Nice. Nice. The original hoverboard that you get looks like the pink one from Back to the Future. It's awesome. That's such a great, uh, that's such a great little, little nod there. Yeah, because yeah, they put that in. Yeah, it was one of the first things they did on the on the video when they showed it. Was we got power, we can go over water. <laughs> <laughs> so, Naki, I checked yeah. your last article on science fiction was five months ago. Okay, see? see, it was less than a year. It was less than a year. So she posts on there almost as much as you, I Chris? post on Gonna Geek. Yeah, it's it's only been. It's been like three months for Good Geek. Maybe a little bit longer. It's only been like three years for my website. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I wrote two articles for you, maybe? Yeah, but that got, that got us podcasting, so I guess it's a win. That's true. Well, we, we started talking because of Battlestar Galactica. That Battlestar Galactica brings another pairing together. <laughs> Don't nice. don't say the word pairing because then those people are gonna start thinking things again. <laughs> oh, not again! again. <laughs> Never mind. Just kidding. Another friendship. Friendship. <laughs> which is, which is kind of funny because I know Big Papa because I met his brother on the Galac- Battlestar Galactica podcast. Nice. Um, See, the only yeah. reason I met Steven is because I was a fan of one of his podcasts and I just wrote a bunch of emails in occasionally and they were eventually like, oh, okay. <laughs> Oh, you were the stalker. No, no, no. That, yeah, there's a different but... guy that's a stalker. Oh, okay. No, Chris was also a stalker. <laughs> you were supposed also. to tell him that, Naki. Also. Okay, the fucker stood outside my house with a with a boombox one night, all right? I'm, what? That's a stalker. Was I, not supposed to, was I not supposed to tell them about that, Chris? I'm sorry. Oh, there we go again. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> or a huge John Cusack fan. Yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe that's John the case. Fan. <laughs> Pump up the volume. <laughs> <laughs> That's a Christian Aww. Slater movie. I was gonna say, oh <laughs> wing. Oh, God damn it. I know you're Canadian, but man, you can't mix those two up. <laughs> or can you? Or can you? Yeah, you never <laughs> no. know when Christian Slater has the wig or not. So no, you really can't. But I've, I was trying I've, to give him an out. <laughs> I've I've met John Cusack. That guy is really tall. If you did not yeah, know, John Cusack is really. I mean, granted, I'm really short, so maybe maybe. Yes, she like is. That. But, um, <laughs> but he felt really tall. <laughs> he's very he's very quiet too. He's very nice. He's very quiet. But he's he's also extremely tall, which I was not expecting. <laughs> in easily one of my favorite movie of all time called uh, High Fidelity, which is a I love High Fidelity. I it's love a chick movie about men. 
It's a great movie, and the book is awesome, too. The book is awesome. I I'm agree. just glad he didn't say Hot Tub Time Machine. <laughs> oh, Hot Tub Time Machine is a piece of food. No, if you want a great John Cusack movie, go watch Identity. Identity is fucking amazing. I liked, um, what was it, 1408? I liked 1408. 1408 was good, but I don't know. I think the special effects threw me off on that one. You guys are all missing it, the John Cusack movie, Con Air. <laughs> well, that's, that's just because it got Nick Cage in it. I'm that's sorry, I, I think of that as a Nick, Nick Cage, Cage film. film. Yeah, yeah. yeah but he's Shouldn't that be the thesaurus boy? Loquacious? Um, chatty? I'm, verbose? I'm, a, I'm upset. Unless I unless I completely missed it and, and had some sort of like seizure or something, no one mentioned Better Off Dead. True, mm-hmm. and nobody also mentioned Gross Point Blank. Ooh, yeah. ouch! You're right. John Cusack so, versus did, Dan Aykroyd as Hitman. I mean, that let's just is face a it. Fucking John, epic film. John Cusack is just a great, you know. He's an he, American he's pretty much He is. And I was really, I was, I was more excited to meet him than I was John Barrowman. Is that wow. weird? Yes. Is no. that weird? Uh, yes, it's weird. Just by uh, comparison of their body of work, Cusack wins. Yeah. Just by, by comparison of their body, John Barrowman wins. Well, I mean, okay, John Barrowman, his, his, well, he was very sweet. His, his husband <laughs> is wonderful. His husband was just, like, talking to me the whole time because he was up on stage. And, like, you know, they're very, very nice people. Um, I'm very happy for them. They're, they're very, you know, but... Like, John Cusack, I was just like, I've seen you in everything since I was born. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I can't say that about John Barrowman. <laughs> yeah, good point, good point. Yeah, he's good, but he's new. Yeah. By comparison. He's not new, come on. By comparison, Cusack's, nah. Cusack's been doing movies, what, since like the late 70s, early 80s? Yeah. That guy's been in a ton of films. Oh, yeah. Because some of his earliest stuff, it's it's a long time ago. If mm. if I had and a choice, he hasn't aged that much. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, my mean, point. The man is. Barrowman's a... amazing, but I don't think he was in anything that anybody knows before Doctor Who. But in a bunch of things, but uh, in the UK, not here, yeah. you American. That's what I'm saying. Not over here, so we didn't know about him yet. Good point. What were you gonna say, Ryan? Uh, I was gonna say if I if I had the chance to to sit down and, and spend ten minutes with either of them. Like I'd rather sit down with John Cusack based solely on the fact that John Cusack doesn't have the the social media presence that John Barrowman has. Like I feel like I Very I get true. a lot of the surface level stuff that you know if I were to spend ten minutes talking to John Barrowman, he'd probably talk about like his husband and like the different cons he's been to and whatnot. And I'd be like, I see that on Twitter and on Facebook, and that's cool. John Cusack would probably be like, I've seen some shit. Um, <laughs> usually what stuff you see. Back on Twitter is all about uh, politics. Yeah, that's what he uses his Twitter account for is politics. So it's not really fun. It's informative, but it's not fun. Yeah. As, as someone who has spent ten minutes with both of those people, I can pretty much confirm that fact. <laughs> um, John yeah. John Cusack is really interesting. Um, we didn't talk about like cons or politics or anything like that. We were just talking about the process of filmmaking because I've mm-hmm. always been interested. I've only done you know extras work in movies. I've never actually you know done work work in movies um and he's he's got some interesting views on it and it's really kind of cool to talk to him about it um john barrowman we we were basically surface level stuff <laughs> my, my big problem with stars is that uh, i've been on a bunch of different uh, movie sets so i'm not starstruck anymore so if they don't have they don't have something interesting to say they're just more boring people i mean 
when I met Shatner, you're like, okay, it's Shatner, and all he wants to talk to you about is fucking Star Trek, and you're like... All he wants to talk about is Shatner. (laughs) Oh, yeah, but that's because he's Shatner. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, and you're like, you are way not interesting, but on stage, yes, you're funny. Yeah. I don't want to talk to you. He has a show he's going around the country doing called Shatner World. It's an amazing show. It's hilarious. And he barely talks about Star Trek in it, which is also cool. If you ever get the chance to sit down with somebody and talk with them, um, the cast of Walking Dead, um, they're amazing to talk to. Like I've I've had one-on-one time specifically with the guy who plays Glenn and the girl who plays Maggie. I've had specific one-on-one with them. Um, I've had one-on-one time with Andrew Lincoln and one-on-one time with Norman Reedus, and all of those people are like so down to earth, and they just want to they just want to talk. They don't care about Walking Dead. They're, well, they care about it, but they they're like, it's never really hit them that they're super famous or uh, anything like that. Like they they don't have you don't get that starstruck quality about them. Like there are some like fucking Bruce Campbell who is just like, don't you know who I am? I don't give a fuck who you are. Get on stage. Do what I tell you to do. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's part of the show for him, but yeah, you see, I, I've yeah, worked multiple. He's Exactly. Come on. He is the chin. <laughs> but I've worked multiple times with uh, Ali Berry, and she's like one of the most super fun people that you've ever worked with, bar none. And I don't think I could that... be in the same room with that woman. She's too gorgeous. Suddenly come. Okay. I think I would just start <laughs> drooling and not be able to talk. I've been in costume, uh, in costume test uh, as she was testing costume at some point. Just saying. Ooh. <laughs> I'm waiting for okay, him to paint. <laughs> and suddenly Anthony needs some off-screen time. <laughs> well, I just think the time. We should probably start... Uh, I've still got to do my new story, then we can start wrapping things up. But Sorry, before I do that, chatter. <laughs> that, there's a ton of stuff in the chat room that we've missed. I, know, I saw that Stephen had to leave. Everyone's saying, uh, in regards to John Cusack, Better Off Dead is one Chris Hansen was thinking of. Mike says one of his favorites is Serendipity. Chris has said he likes One Crazy Summer. And Draftsman has said, Naki is saying that she would totally wreck John Cusack's marriage, but Naki would not wreck John Barrowman's marriage. <laughs> well, I can't wreck John Barrowman's marriage. I'm I'm lacking anatomy. <laughs> so, Draftsman We're going to send Chris. I'm sorry? We're going to send Chris to wreck uh, John Barrowman's mar- okay. marriage. Okay, that'll work real well. Um, so Draftsman continues, so Naki is a liberal that respects the sanctity of gay marriage, but not of straight marriage. <laughs> not wrong. Let's, let's be honest, straight marriage really hasn't done a lot for us the last couple decades. Gay marriage is new and fresh, and, and those those guys really have, and gals really have a shot. They can make it work. They're like... The hetero say, pairings, though, we fucked it up. We can't. We really never, did. So, you know, yeah. saying that comment should they, be they should have the right to be as, as unhappy as all the rest of us. <laughs> yeah, but that comment should be tweeted in the wild. Come on. <laughs> all I have to say is, I love it when Draftsman's in the chat room. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, we love you, Enrique. <laughs> he's, doing, he's doing good work. You do good he's work, doing sir. Good work. You do good work. Speaking of people who've done good work, I guess, this is a terrible segue. Uh, the Latino <laughs> Review has uh, their ta- they've got a rumor they're running with that supposedly the Wachowski siblings now are planning on doing a brand new trilogy for The Matrix. And no, this is not a reboot, but maybe like a prequel or something like that. According I- to their site, they say we've been told the Wachowskis have already started the writing process with early treatments and outlines already turned into the studio. 
the, the end of the Matrix trilogy, the first one included the bearded architect suggesting that Neo wasn't the first one opening the story world for prequels. Can can I put a rock ballad in here? Live and let die! <laughs> <laughs> no, but I could see a prequel movie like of the first cycle or something when they put when they put us in the machine, basically what they had done in the Animatrix. I could see that. The only thing is, I don't want them to write it. I could see it, but here's the thing. The Matrix interest level has kind of passed. Too many yeah. people got burnt out after the third movie was not at all what they wanted. Yeah, but um, I said that after the like second standard Hollywood thing. <laughs> you can't take something new go back to the well. Yeah, exactly. Remember that one of the things at Hollywood is that everybody has a calendar. And after a couple of years, there's something that pops up. It's like, bing, Matrix has been 11 years. And the people think exactly what you think. People don't remember that that much. This is not sacred anymore. Let's shit on it for a while. <laughs> I'm sorry, but they play it on FX like all the time. I don't know what you're talking about. But the second no, I movie, I just finally bought them all on Blu-ray. <laughs> like I, after the second movie, I was like, I'm not even gonna see the third. Like, fuck this, I'm done. Like, I didn't want the questions answered after the first movie. I wanted it to just live it life, like or like, just like it like that. It was wonderful. I love, love the, the first two other movies. Seriously, what? guys, you need to watch these again. If you're an anime fan, you need to watch these again. These I I are anime. Anymore. These are anime. This is the exact <laughs> same structure as an anime. It finished as an anime, for crying out loud. No, well, yeah, the last fight scene is a Dragon Ball Z fight. It is. <laughs> it totally Straight is. Yes. Dragon Ball Z fight. It is, and on the other hand, you have Mech Warrior fight. I mean, it is an anime. Once you accept that, this is a really good series of movie. Are the second, the the second and third as groundbreaking as the first one? No. Are they good movies? Yes. They finished the story they started. I'm a. I'm actually gonna. I'm gonna side with Wing on this one. I went back and I watched the the second two movies, and I was like, no, I I, I didn't. I don't necessarily think that they're they're great, but it's one of those like these aren't as shitty as I remember them being. Like, there's actually some some really cool stuff here, and if you go in, kind of. I mean, the the problem, the biggest problem was that the ma- the first Matrix movie set the bar way, yeah, way agree. high. Way too high. And yeah. when you go back and watch two and three, it's like actually these are pretty decent. Like they're not bad science fiction romps. They're they've got a yeah. cool story. They actually tell in, you know have, have interesting character development and stuff like that. Um, you know, I love the and whole the thing with Agent Smith returning. Oh yeah, the fights are, are are as good in the other two Matrix films as they are in the first one. Yeah. Um, and you know so, what? I'm going to tell you why everybody hates them. And why everybody loves Star Wars. Because in Star Wars, it's black and white. And the first Matrix movie, it was black and white. It was, let's go destroy the machine. As soon as they brought Shade of Greys, and that the ending was not, oh, we're just going to destroy everything. Everybody was like, what? Well, we're not going to kill the machine, but... but hey, Dixie. But what we're going to do? So... That's why. In Star Wars, it's simple. It's a very un-American storyline when you look at it, where at the end of the movies, the hero dies, and technically the bad guys are all still alive. Yes. Except for one program. That's not an American story. Agreed. (laughs) See, my my thought isn't that. My problem is that Trinity was one of my favorite characters. I felt like they weakened her in the second and third movies. But I felt that way about Princess Leia, too. Like, I was just like, why is she suddenly not super awesome anymore? Well, so two really guys wrote it, and as soon as you flip a female character into a love interest, they're not as interesting to write anymore. Right, yep. and that's really annoying to me. Um, there, I had that problem with it. I don't 
I, I guess I could see where you're talking about with anime. I'm a really big anime fan. Um, but I guess I was just so frustrated after the second movie when I saw it, you know, with the bar set that high that seeing the third movie, I was just like, I'm fucking done. Like, I just don't, I, I want, I'd never wanted the questions answered. I liked that it kept me guessing after the first movie and that I could write my own ending as to how it would go. And then I got questions answered I never wanted. I can see that though, but seriously, watch them again. It's so worth it. It's the third one was the one I just had. It just didn't feel like the other two is what it was for me. I like the anime kind of movie. The thing is that there's no third and second one. That's true. I mean, they really are just one big act. Yeah, they've put the cut as a so weird of a place that if you don't watch them together, I think you're missing something. Mm -hmm. Yes. Well, uh, we got some comments in the chat we can use to help guide our conversation here. Uh, Micah said he would watch the reboot. He loved The Matrix even though he still has no idea what it's about. (laughs) Uh, Draftsman has said, I love The Matrix trilogy, even love to hate the later two movies for the questions they pose. But let's face it, the Wachowskis are high concept people that sometimes wander into philosophy. Wander into philosophy, excuse me. Did they also I wrote do one of my senior dark? level I... papers comparing Matrix to the Alice in Wonderland tales, which they used in the Matrix. Mm-hmm. There's Did some they... good philosophy shit in there. Did they do a Scanner Darkly too? Was that them? Because I, don't I really like. So. Nope. Okay. I don't think so. I loved a Scanner Darkly. I know that one never really got much popular, oh, much love, sorry. but I liked it a lot. Robert Downey Jr. in cartoon? Yes, please. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was good. It was weird, but it was good. No, it was a uh, Richard Linklater. Everything, yeah. everything is weird that he does. <laughs> it's Linklater. a Philip K. Dick novel, and then Richard Linklater, I think is how you say his name, did the screenplay and directed it. Oh, okay. In yeah. 2006. Yeah, that was a good movie. So says IMDb, at least. I haven't seen it myself, but everyone, the, I remember people seeing it while we were in school, like, oh, this is really good, you should check it out, and I just never got around to it. We reviewed that, like, at episode 62 of Legends, so if you go back 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 in our archive you can maybe find that somewhere god damn it wing we're so proud we're about to hit 100 why do you make us hurt hey, we're, we're, about, we're about to hit 200 I think around the same week as you are it's a party so it completely it completely obfuscates the, your, your accomplishment guys congratulations Aww. we're going to hit 100 great wings getting 200 so I mean you might as well just quit alright we're renumbering we're multiplying by 2 from here on. <laughs> okay are we pulling a marvel this is ATG nice. and now <laughs> yeah that's alright Naki three years in and I think uh, next element we're about to hit our 37th episode Okay. <laughs> That's one a month, roughly. <laughs> yeah. Roughly. Yeah, almost. <laughs> yeah, we, we we celebrate our 36th episode of, of Comic Book Legends at some point. That was three years. <laughs> <laughs> one a month. There you, go. there you go. As long as you're doing it, it's all that matters. doesn't matter how As long as it ahead. makes you happy, you know? Yep. It seems to make the listeners happy, so... They I'm going to totally trash your podcast while I'm on this week. I'm just letting you know. <laughs> it's okay. If you trash a podcast, you're going to trash Saga, and I don't, I'm not sure that's Oh, that's true. I can't. It's it's all about Saga, and Saga is my favorite, so I can't really. When, Canadians when the... just cannot pronounce that book. <laughs> saga? Saga. Yeah, Saga. saga. Sega, Sega is where Sonic runs. Saga is the brand <laughs> no, There's Sega and Saga. Yes. It's really different. <laughs> Guys, I know Wing can say this one because there's no H in it. We're good. <laughs> there's that too. There's that too. 
come on. <laughs> All right, I, I just love you, Wing. <laughs> I know. Come on, I'm the voice of the Good Evening Network. He is. <laughs> so I looked. I just looked up at the time. I saw we're cl- we're getting close to our one hour mark. So we're probably gonna wander over a little bit. But let's just wrap up like we normally do with everyone sharing what they're getting into, what they're into. So maybe we can help spark some interest with other people. So I'm just going to start at the bottom of the screen and work my way across. I'll start with myself, and I'll work left from the way I see it. Um, I've been playing Dead Rising 3, and it's really fun. I've been making random gadgets and blowing up zombies with them. I've done none of the story missions because I'm having fun just massacring zombies. <laughs> nice. That is the fun thing about the Dead Rising games, is you can have days and days of gameplay where you don't actually do anything. I, I was driving around in a steamroller for a half hour last night laughing like a maniac as I just <laughs> squished <laughs> zombies. Oh, Chris, does number three have Lego heads in it? I haven't found any yet. Oh, the Lego heads in part two I'm were sure so awesome. Th- th- this one's a little more serious than part one and part two, but the best thing I've done is I found a broadsword. So when my steamroller gets stuck, Ooh. I go down with my broadsword and just start hacking slashing <laughs> until I can get the steamroller loose. <laughs> nice. I, I don't use guns. I don't use grenades. I use a fucking sword and steamroller <laughs> to do my job. You know why? Because those don't run out of ammo. <laughs> exactly. It only goes like five miles an hour, but it works. <laughs> That is the best game I've got on Xbox One, is uh, Dead Rising 3. Granted, I only have two, but it is surprisingly fun. And then I also put in my pre-order, because I just realized that next week on Tuesday, South Park The Stick of Truth releases. And I have been waiting for this game forever. Because, for those that aren't familiar, this is basically a South Park RPG. Modeled like old-school JRPGs. Nice. Which is good. And they, they were doing a background with different character classes, and there's an article I read. I tweeted the link to it, so if you guys are interested when I talk about it, it's in my Twitter stream. But it is a guy, and the article is roughly titled, A Jew Plays the Jew Class in, Star, in South Park, The Stick of Truth. Because one of the character classes is the Jew. <laughs> nice. And he goes, he goes... He's not watching, it's at Roundtable Nerds, if yes. you want to check Chris's Twitter. And uh, he, he goes in there and says, they really don't take the Jew character class making fun of Jews. He goes, it's actually pretty fun. He goes, they're basically like a priest class because you're a healer and you're a fighter. He goes, it's actually pretty well done. And he goes, arguably it's probably the best of the character classes when you play the game. I was like, do they get a money bonus? <laughs> that, that's what everyone said. He didn't say anything about that. I'm sure there's going to be some kind of joke in there. Because yeah, there have, has to be something. I have read on that game that it has been censored for some of the, our European uh, brethren because of their uh, their game review boards are much stricter, so they had to remove a scene where your character gets an abortion and a scene where you get anal probed by aliens from the European release of the game. But, but if no you buy it, probe? wait, but if you buy it on Steam, you're okay. Yes, I oh, believe so. If you're in nice. Europe, buy it on Steam. Exactly, but. It looks like it's going to be a hilarious game. I've been tracking it forever. So if you've been waiting for it, be like me and be like, holy shit, it's actually coming out, and pre-order it, because you will probably laugh your ass off if you're a fan of South Park. In fact, it's the first tweet in my timeline I just looked at says, a Jew's take on playing a Jew in South Park to stick the truth. <laughs> nice. <laughs> totally worth checking out. It's an article on VentureBeat.com. But uh, Ryan, how about yourself? What have you been getting into? What are you getting into? Oh, man. Um, I've been going through Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, the anime yes. series on Netflix. Um, Wonderful. I, uh, I really like it. Um, for those of you, I've actually come across a number of people who are kind of confused about the ti- how the timeline works for Full Metal Alchemist because there was... 
the original Full Metal Alchemist series, which followed the uh, the manga, the comic, for a short time, and then they basically caught up to where the comic was and decided to diverge and do their own thing. And that one was pretty good. Full Metal Alchemist is basically a a uh, retelling of the same story, so it actually, but it actually follows the manga all the way to completion. Um, and I he- I heard a lot of really good things about it, so I decided to hunker down and do it. And now I'm I'm like stuck in. I can't I can't stop watching. I'm probably gonna go watch like three or four episodes as soon as we finish up here. It's a wonderful um, wonderful series if you haven't yeah, watched it. <laughs> I, uh, you know, my job takes me to a lot of different anime conventions, and I'd actually gotten out of anime for a while. But uh, talking to a couple other, um, you know, other other anime fans my age, they kind of like, well, you gotta you gotta find the right series because there's a lot of stuff out there that's still geared towards teenagers and 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 like people in their very early twenties and stuff like that. But there's a lot of other stuff that, as an adult, is is very appreciable. And I'm kind of sifting through. Um, you know, it's kind of like going through the the Wii U's library or the Wii's library, where it's like, okay, there are actual games here. I've just got to sift through and find them. Um, beyond that, I uh, I've gotten back into the saddle of Android Netrunner, which is a card game by Fantasy Flight Games. Uh, this game is my absolute favorite card game ever made. And uh, I've been collecting the cards for it for a while, um, but I just recently got back into building decks and playing. Um, with some of my coworkers and friends, so looking forward to uh, getting some more of that done. And Chris, you'll be happy to know, or perhaps terrified to know, that I am throwing my hat in the ring for uh, an X-Wing Regionals Championship qualifier so uh, at the end of the month. Me too. So we'll have to compare some some fleet lists. I've got a pretty interesting uh, fleet of Y-Wings that I'm calling Junk Ooh. Squadron. It basically uh, is. Yeah. Like a cannon fodder squadron. Yeah. So it's basically going to be, hey, I've got a bucket of shields and hit points. Deal with it if you can. So we'll see what happens. But uh, <laughs> that's what I've been getting into. I like it. Um, uh, John, how about yourself? What are you be getting into aside from being sick? And what are you getting into? <laughs> uh, being sick helped me do one thing. I bought my ticket for Geekation. So uh, it's a, it's not official, even if I was going for sure. <laughs> uh, I'm going to Geekation at the end of April, uh, 25th, the weekend of the 25th to the 27th of April. Uh, any listeners who wants to come, just go to Geek Network. Uh, we have a banner right on top. Uh, the event is free. All you got to do is get your ass to Las Vegas, and we're all going to be at the Plaza Hotel in Fremont. Uh, the address is 1 Main Street. I'm not kidding. And nice. seriously, the lodging is less than a hundred dollar a day. Uh, so if you can, if you find a roommate or something, which you can ask somebody on the forum, uh, you could be there too. I'm still hoping Chris is gonna be able to get his ass to Vegas. Working on it. You're working on it. Yeah. Working on it. Work that out. Same weekend as C2E2. What's your point? <laughs> well, you know, C2E2 is our Chicago convention. <laughs> yes. What's your point? Shut up, wing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I won't be a geekation is what I'm saying. <laughs> oh. I know. This is like three times that now that we've... Her changes a lot of people's plans. Yeah. I know, I know. But uh, anyway, so I hope we'll, I'll be able to see as many of you there. This is like the third time we've, we've missed each other, Wing. Do you know yeah, this? I know. <laughs> I know. I've, been, I've been in Chicago multiple times, and for some reason we never... Because you never call me, you big jerk face. <laughs> hey, I was with you the last time. 
wasn't very Yeah, and he didn't call me either, so you know what? Fuck you both. That's why. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> I, actually, I'm going to be in Chicago again for a couple of hours when I'm going to Vegas. Because I'm switching at Yeah, I'm switching at Aware. Well, I'm going to be in the same space. <laughs> Before we move on to Naki, Draftsman in the chat room said he throws his support behind yep. Ryan's Junk Squadron. Nice. <laughs> uh, Naki, how about yourself? <laughs> Naki, how about yourself? What have you been getting into? What are you getting into? Um, I am currently reading two different books right now. I'm reading Dresden Files, book number four, which I believe is Summer Night. Um, I am also one. I am also reading at the manga for Attack on Titan now, uh, because the manga continues where the series hasn't gone because the series they haven't even announced season two yet, and I'm like. God fucking damn it, I want to know what's happening. So, I'm reading the manga and cheating myself out of that for later on, whenever that comes out. Um, on top of that, I am watching Pokemon. Um, you gotta catch I'm, them all. I gotta catch them all. Um, I'm playing a game on Xbox called The Wolf Among Us, which is based on the Fables, uh, Fables comic series. Um, it is wonderful. Uh, it is very much um, a telltale game. Um where everything you do affects what you what happens later on. Um, boyfriend and I are both playing, and he plays it as a hard ass, and he like he totally went a different direction than I did, and his game is completely different from mine. Because um, nice. I'm I'm not much of a hard ass, even though I'm playing Bigby. Um, I am I'm more of the uh, sensitive Bigby, uh, and I went I I I saved somebody's life as opposed to he killed him, and. Uh, I ha I captured somebody else, and he did. He captured somebody else, and his game is now a completely separate game from mine. You wouldn't even know it was the same game, story wise. It's really cool. Like it has the same base storyline, but who, you know, who does that game? Is that another one that's done by uh, Telltale? Yeah, that's a Telltale game. Um, you can get the entire season pass uh, on Xbox. I'm not sure how it is uh, if it's on Steam yet. I don't think it is. Um, but on Xbox, you can get the entire season pass for fifteen dollars. That's not bad. It's not bad at all for a brand new game. Um, it's in the arcade. It's absolutely wonderful. Um, I like. I I had a hard time playing um, the Walking Dead game with the Xbox controller because it didn't transfer well from from Steam to Xbox. Um, this one, I feel like they actually made this for Xbox first, and then it was going to Steam. Um, so, it, or for console first, because I think you can get on PS3 and PS4. Um, so they they fixed that whole issue that I was having with um with Walking Dead, with Wolf Among Us. I really enjoy it. It's a lot of fun. Um, I like being able to change the story how I feel. Um, and I think oh, and um, I'm annoying Ryan by not opening my games. That, you that's... should just hold up some unopened games on camera next time he's on. Back. Like, oh, Ryan, look at this. I got Craig Mortha right there. I'm, I can't reach it. Um, I've got Shattered Timelines. I've got Flash Duel. I've got, <laughs> I've got a couple of uh, Munchkin tags that out. I haven't opened yet. <laughs> Ryan's going to explode. <laughs> uh, okay. Oh, I still got right. Pacific Rim I haven't opened. Die, <laughs> For those listening to the podcast later, he threw his headset off and ran away. Ryan did his Red Hulk impression. You realize that, Naki, like, co comments like that and friends like you are why I have a drinking problem, right? I love you. 
just cut to Ryan at a bar, just like there's half a dozen shot glasses in front of me, and I'm like, fucking Naki. Oh. <laughs> Sir, I think you've had enough. I'll tell you when I've had enough. Now pour me another round and let's play Carcassonne. <laughs> anyway. In the, uh, in the chat room, Draftsman has said, Naki, quit being a nerd tease. <laughs> <laughs> So many games. You should. You, Boyfriends is even worse. He's got Mystery of the Abbey. He's never opened. He's got. Um. What was it? Oh, what was it? He bought like. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. So, uh, hey, Anthony, if Ryan kills Naki, you want to be on the show? <laughs> I'll be there. I'll be there. In the interim, why don't you let us know what you've been getting into? <laughs> Um, finished off the Breaking Bad last eight when they finally yes. put it on Netflix, thank God, so I don't have to avoid anything else on the internet. I've finished Dexter, I've finished Breaking Bad, so I have no more spoiler worries. It's like a huge weight lifted off my shoulders. And yeah, the show ends amazingly. I, I don't know anybody that wouldn't, like, you're not going to be happy, of course. It's not, the Breaking Bad's not the type of show that made people happy. But it's <laughs> God, a well, no. it's a well-written finale, which I'm really happy with. They, they had an ending. Unlike Lost, they had an end that they knew they were working towards, and they wrote it very well. Um, doing that, I'm two weeks out from LCTC, so I got next weekend, and the weekend after that I'll be flying to Kentucky. So that's going to be weird. <laughs> I'm exhibiting at my first con ever, which is actually the second con I've ever been to. Yay! So it's going to be fun trying to sell some prints and sell some other stuff. I'm actually working on a piece of art that... Um, I got commissioned to do that's going to be Ooh. a present for someone, so I can't actually share it yet. Cool. Which I would, I can't wait. I want it to be like my Twitter background. I really like the way it's turning out, but I'm not allowed to show it to anybody yet because it's going to be a surprise for one specific person. So that one's fun. I'm working on that, and then um, the main thing that I'm getting into is I've already got these two copies. Let's see here, <laughs> the camera working. Because Marcus Toe and Christopher Yost brought back the motherfucking New Warriors. Yeah. So Payday Friday, I picked up those two copies. I have another one in the mail. A uh, big thank you to uh, Jason Clark and uh, Anthony Rutgazer up in uh, Toronto. Marcus Toe, the new artist on uh, New Warriors, is a local Toronto artist and was doing signings at the Silver Snail. And Jay asked Anthony, since he was there, to grab me a signed copy of number one. Nice. So I have a third copy of New Warriors, I think it's volume five, number one, coming in the mail, signed by Marcus Toe. And I mean, yeah, it's Christopher Yost, which he's a great writer. If anybody hasn't read his books, he's done some amazing books. And then uh, Marcus Toe, you know, it's, it's brand, you know, nice, new, shiny art, but it has, like, that, that kind of happy feel in the first issue that, Mark Bagley had when he did the original Warriors in 1990. Mm -hmm. So it's, and then, um, who is it? David Carell. Beautiful colors on it. So the book is bright, shiny, and just awesome. And yeah, the fact that, I mean, you only have two of the original New Warriors, Speedball and Marvel Boy, coming back. And then in this book, also the first issue, it's great because they're not a team. They're spread out all over the nation. They don't, hardly any of them know each other yet. And I just wait to see how Christopher Yost is going to bring them all together. So that's part of the fun part of the story. As um, Scarlet Spider is down in Mexico hiding, trying to not be a superhero anymore, and the, uh, the psychic chick that's with him is now running around in costume sometimes. Hmm. And so the way that they're going to bring all these characters together is just going to be great. You mentioned Chris Yost was right, and then he also has done some really good TV stuff. He did Avengers vs. Mightiest Heroes, for instance, which is awesome, yeah, awesome go. cartoon that was canceled before its time. Yeah, the and best canceled cartoon ever. <laughs> 
Yeah, that and Young Justice, which are also both on Amazon Prime Instant now, I think, too, if anyone has that and has never seen them. Yeah, I've yet to see anything with Christopher Yost's name on it that I haven't been just enthusiastic about. His, his, his writing's amazing. And so the fact that he got to pick up the new Warriors, I'm so stoked to read the new book. Yeah, I think so, too. Uh, before we start signing off, in the chat room, Draftsman has said, Anthony, best of luck and have fun at the cons. Thanks, Draftsman. If I can just sell all my prints, I'll break even. That's all i got to do. <laughs> Yay. So before we, since we're in the wrap-up part of the show, anyone have any closing thoughts before I do my long-winded in- outro that's gotten short? Um, Get your ass to Kentucky. Vacation. Go to Kentucky. Chris, actually, I feel like we, I, we should nominate you to go to Kentucky and hang out with Anthony. I feel like that should be a thing. Uh, March 14th, 15th, 16th. Get your asses to Lexington, people. Maybe. (laughs) 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 Anyone else got anything they want to say before we get out of here? We're so close to ATGN 100, I'm going to quit. Like a 99. Just be like, I'm done. (laughs) Okay. I see how how it is. I'll find more people somehow. (laughs) Hey, Wing, you want to be on another show? Sure. <laughs> Damn it! You know, Why am you know I so easily replaced? <laughs> what are we recording? I don't know. We'll figure it out. Let's do it after uh, Sterling Tribune on Tuesdays. Perfect. Done. <laughs> That's three podcasts in a row on Tuesday nights. We'll be fine. Sure. That, that, that's like Tuesday for me already. So, uh, Ryan, you got anything for us as we uh, step out? Uh, Naki, f- fucking open your games. No. <laughs> like, just do it. Please, you're, no. you're causing me physical pain at this point. That's kind of the fun of it. So, you know, no. <laughs> well, on that note, with Ryan's physical pain, I think that's a great way to end this show. <laughs> you guys can have that thought in your head for the next week that Ryan is in physical pain because Naki refuses to open her games. Thank you so much to everyone in the chat room who joined us today. We really enjoy having our peanut gallery there and all the comments we get from you. And uh, thank you to those of you that download us in the long run. Um, One last comment I'm seeing in the chat room before we go out. Uh, Draftsman said, Chris, I want to take over Naki's place. I'm not as sexy, but I can try to be half as geeky. (laughs) And Mike M. asks, who is going to get the new costume for episode 100? That's Chris is going to show up with a toupee. I'm going to I'm going to Charles I'm, Xavier chrome dome it, man. Nice. I'm going to I'm going to I'll I'll bring back the Naki Hawk. A Naki Hawk. There you go. It looks so, like I stick my finger in an electric socket. So guys, that's something for you to look forward to. We are 2 3 weeks away from having the Naki Hawk. So, until <laughs> next week, we'll see you then. Bye guys. Bye. 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 Thanks for tuning in to this brand new episode of All Things Good and Nerdy on the Gunna Geek Podcast Network. You can find ATGN in a variety of places. Some of those include our website at atgnpodcast.com or on certain apps like Stitcher Radio. In fact, we're even on Gunna Geek's main website at gunnageek.com slash network where you can find All Things Good and Nerdy and all of the other shows that are part of the Gunna Geek Network family. If you want to get in touch with the show directly, don't forget you can use any of the social media methods like Facebook at facebook.com slash allthingsgoodnerdy or Twitter at ATGN Podcast. That's not your cup of tea for getting in touch with us. Don't forget about the ATGN hotline at 304-806-ATGN. We check it each week, so leave us a message and we'll get back to you and put it on the show. That's going to wrap up another episode of All Things Good and Nerdy. Join the Adahe, Naki, and myself next week for an all-new live show at 11 a.m. Eastern Time at live.atgnpodcast.com. 
The music you've heard for both the intro and outro of this show were found on SoundCloud.com and are used in accordance with the Creative Commons licenses. Leaving Earth by Abandon All Hope is used as the outro of this show, and The Wind Waker by the Neskimos is used as the intro and slightly modified in both cases. To get links directly to these songs, go to atgnpodcast.com and check out the background music section.